0: Welcome to Miss Pack Light and Color, a podcast dedicated to amplifying the voices of Black women. We believe that every Black woman has a soul story, and that sharing these are a catalyst for healing for themselves and the broader community. I'm Candy, and I'll be your host, Pack Light. So code switching, right? I I didn't know what it was termed until you know some years ago, but then I was like, oh. I had been doing that until I finally was like, I'm tired of doing that. And I, I got to the point where I was tired of doing that before I knew it was code switching. But the the thing of having to assimilate and trying to fit in what people define as a workplace culture or professionalism. So it seems based on the conversation, all of us got to a point where we were like, the hell with all of that. But... <laughs> early on in your career did you do quote switching and why
1: yes well yes and I think I still do Mm. um yeah I or at least I've I've observed the way I navigate and converse when I'm like at home or with friends or not at work and I know that I edit almost automatically <laughs> at work. It, like, it's like a whole operating system. Different operating system loads when I walk into the office, um, and I and I think it's just, uh, you know, I I don't. I don't speak all of the language, if that makes sense. You know, there's certain shows I don't watch and activities <laughs> I don't do. So I can't relate in those capacities and I'm not going to, the the mile to, to, to figure those things out. But the things I can do is try to speak the same way, try to make sure that I at least get a couple of the references so I have something to talk about. Um, but, you know, I, I haven't... I, I would like to get to the point where y'all are, where it's like, I don't even care. Um, I just... I don't know. It
0: doesn't feel comfortable yet for me. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Erica, you were about to say something.
2: Oh, I was just saying yes, but I think for the longest time, I didn't realize I was doing it because I, I thought code switching was relegated to language <clears throat> growing up. I was the one mm. that I, I had the proper diction and enunciation and you know did was, they
0: refer to you as you talk white
2: that you yeah. get that
0: yeah mm-hmm. yes.
2: and yeah. you know I would get frustrated but didn't know how to respond that that was an insult until of course in my you know as an adult like are you saying that black people can't speak well what is that you're so well spoken oh my gosh <laughs> oh or 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 when they get, when, when certain people get comfortable with you after they've met you in person, but they met you on the phone first and they say, you know, I actually thought you were white. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yes. You felt that that you, you were comfortable telling me that that's the thing you needed. That's the thing you needed to tell me. You needed me to know that. (laughs) Okay, great. You know, I mean, what, what, what <laughs> level of stereotype would you like? Massa or y'all Ebonics Like what, 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 <laughs> where would you like me to sit? We all
0: have our professional voice. So I, to a mm-hmm. extent, I still do it. <laughs> like, you know, the voice switches up a little bit.
2: <laughs> yeah. My husband says I have one, but I think he's, he's identified it as when I get very serious when I'm about okay. business. So mm-hmm. if I'm about business with black people, you're gonna get the same. I'm the same way. Exactly. You get, like it's 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 a business voice, not necessarily my corporate or white people, <laughs> you know, voice. But yeah, I mean, uh, but I realized that I was i there were things where I was not comfortable, and I was I was engaging in conversations, or you know, would as chelsea said like, okay i align with you in in this space i understand this um uh, uh this song or uh, you know this this uh this tv show i know about this so i can engage in this conversation but that didn't talk about the ones that i love and so mm-hmm. you know now i do oh you you watched friends oh i watched i watched friends too but I also watch *Girlfriends*. Have you heard about *Girlfriends*? *Girlfriends* was amazing. I wish they had more shows like that. Or, you know, like I just, mm-hmm. I, I incorporate more of myself. I'm, I'm not afraid to show up. If I don't know that song, or like I don't listen to country music like that. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I don't just like it. I don't listen to country. I don't like it. If you don't like it, but me. then I clarify that I also I'm like. I'm not a, I'm not a rap head either. I don't. I, that's not uh, me either. So let's let's make sure that you're not looking at me and saying, "Oh, you just you know you, you just over here listening to I, I can't even name anybody right now, you
0: know." But little I baby, <laughs> I had to just hurry up and try. Like,
2: <laughs> is that see? But, I, look now, y'all gonna take my call. There's a
0: little baby, a duh baby. Um, there is. I was, don't understand. Yeah. And I, for the longest, I didn't know who the difference was. They're, de-
3: they're definitely very different. They sound. They
0: are, and they sound different. I know now, but it took me like three years.
2: Oh, now I got to go see. They've been around for three years? years? I believe yeah. so. Yeah. yeah. So Lil Baby and the Baby. The yeah.
3: Baby. Yeah, Don't forget We Da Baby. baby. Is, um, he, he enunciates a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like, how many babies <laughs> are we going to All of them. <laughs> like, Erica, I feel just like you in those spaces and I, I don't, I'd never really thought about having to code switch, mm-hmm. but I did know that when I, just because this is how I talk and I will always talk and people have said to me, but well, you don't sound like um other Black people. You. <laughs> What is, what so I articulate. <laughs> <laughs> it, it took a while for me to be able to say you know that's not a compliment right oh wait i'm so sorry i didn't mean to offend you i just wanted to say that you're so articulate but i was like compared to who? you know and then you start having these deeper questions and it becomes uncomfortable but at the same time it's like i would i remember being in the office with candy and this is just what it was early on in our career. You remember when they stuck me in that little tiny corner office? office in the back? Low window? Yeah. It was like a prison cell of solitary confinement. She was but in the I back loved, of the I loved the fact that I had a door and I could shut it. <laughs> and so... <laughs> it sounds and, like the you know, guy the Moxie. Yeah, I would- we would go into that, that, cl- that closet and shut the door. And what happened inside of that little closet was not what was happening outside in front of everybody else at all and (laughs) we were able to drop all the pretenses not be uptight with what we were saying and just say oh girl i need to go get my hair done what are we gonna do tonight we're about to go to pop and lock it at the club whatever we were doing i don't know why i said pop and lock it because we never did well that's what we We Something like I mean, that in Candy our 20s. Candy was probably <laughs> locking it. You were not. That's what But it was a very different conversation. And even to this day, I will say, do I walk into settings and think about how I'm going to present myself? Yes. Is that a form of code switching? Yes. Will that stop? Maybe. Probably not. No. And I, I, I think that The bigger question is, as we become a more diverse workforce, and I think about even the company that I'm in now, that my where I'm at in the way that we have hired in our city looks a lot different than a lot of other offices. And I remember somebody saying to me, did you guys hire all the Black media people in Atlanta? (laughs) And I just remember saying no we hired the most qualified people that we could find it just so happens that we have a diverse workforce and does that allow me to walk into a place at this current time and be a little bit more comfortable with the things that I said when to candy when I would shut that closet door yes it does I mean, I would be lying if I said it didn't and so I do think that like if I was in a position where that we didn't have that diversity of thought or diversity of even digesting difference, I can't say that I would be as comfortable in mm. showing up consistently. It kind of goes back to what we were talking about before as my, my whole authentic self. I mm. do understand. And I shouldn't, and this should not even be a statement that I am walking into a area of privilege. When I walk through those doors, and I say in every area of privilege for myself because that's the privilege that I seek (laughs) and I want that diversity, but most people don't have that same privilege that I do.
2: Mm -hmm. Can we talk about hiring though?
0: Yes. So this is, yes, that, that's going to be the next one. So to your point, Erica and Shaw, you both kind of hit on it and this was kind of a debate I had last year. Do you go to the places that you know you can be your authentic self? Like work at, meaning you select those places. Because now I th- like now that I, you know we have all this career experience, I feel like I can pick and choose where I work. Right? I don't have to just work somewhere. Or do you work at a place where you can be in a position of leadership and then fight for the change that you want to create? That one that one. That's what you would do, Erica.
2: I mean, I'm not, I choose not to work at more corporate structures, Home Depot, Coke, places like that, because I don't want that overall Mm -hmm. type of environment. So Mm -hmm. I choose to work at SaaS companies, startups, scale-ups, that type Mm -hmm. of space. Um, But I know that that diversity, it just doesn't, it, it doesn't exist. I have to build it around me. Mm-hmm. So it yeah. doesn't, yes. yeah. So what I'm looking for is not the diversity or the safe space or to expect to see that amount of inclusivity and, and embedded already, but I am looking for a culture difference, a different, yeah, more tech startup type cultures it's yeah it's the culture A place more open to where you can then
0: be able to do that because i feel like to your point
2: yeah. there's so
0: much structured company structure at some of those companies you name it's harder to make that type of impact well they're Maybe.
2: afraid to even have the conversation yeah either way right like they they're just i think companies in general are afraid to have the the I conversation because they don't want to up space if they say they if, if they appear as an ally um, and they don't want to align with their base <laughs> that might not be allies because then they're gonna alienate them. Present themselves as not, you know, a inclusive and diverse company and cancel culture if you want to call it that, right? So, so let's
0: talk about way. recruitment. With recruitment, a lot of you know companies this year, you know, they made company missions of how they will be trying to recruit more. People of color, talent, and there's been companies who's kind of trailblazed that. There's been companies like Wells Fargo that I believe it was Wells Fargo that said they couldn't find any diverse, qualified diverse candidates. What has been, especially with you guys, you know, being in leadership positions and therefore hiring, what have you seen? What have you challenged? What have you been up against? And even in your personal experience with recruitment of diverse candidates and talent, and even yourself <laughs> in your own career, you'll kick that off. You
3: know, I what I, I this is something that's dear dear to my heart right now. it's specifically something that I'm working on and paying particular attention to. And I'll start with for the people that are already in positions that are able to hire, like an Erica, Chelsea, myself, and Candy as well. Where we're at is at this really interesting intersection of being extremely sought after by so many companies because we have the knowledge and we have the experience. And oh, by the way, now everybody's noticing that the talent is there as well because they have made these commitments and they want to stack their workforce with talented people who already know how to do what they need them to do. And so what's happened is there's this swirl now of let me get the best talent, aka steal talent from other places. And we have a lot of black employees, Black women in particular, who are being sought after for every single job, right? which is a good problem to have. You have options, you have um, opportunity Uh, that has come as a result of what's been happening in the past year and all of these commitments that have been made by various different companies. However, where I think that we have a stopgap gap is in the fact that we're stealing talent from other places rather than cultivating talent and giving talent a chance. So what we have is a pipeline issue. What we have is an opportunity issue that has been presented as a result of the commitments that have been made. And in order for us to reach back and you know pull people up, there has to be an opportunity or a pool of people to pull up from because they've been given a chance. And the pipelines that companies are thinking of or that they're recruiting into or from are not from the places that we necessarily need. They need to focus on diverse candidates. And it's not only focusing on the diverse candidates. It's like, okay, once you get a diverse candidate in, how do you retain them? How do you show them that there's a path? How do you show them that there is somebody that looks like them that is also doing them? What does that inclusive environment uh, look like? Have you trained your hiring staff how to build an inclusive environment? It goes back to what we are talking about earlier. Chelsea, you said it. I may not listen to the same music. I may not, you know, go golf on the weekends. I may, you know, I don't know, play basketball. I don't know. I, if there's different, different things that happen, how do you build build an, an inclusive environment? Right? Because retention is key. And so, If we don't focus on, like we're talking about the recruitment aspect, be it full funnel, I'm talking down to the internship aspect. We're just gonna continue to have this swirl of a small amount of black people, black women in particular, that are bouncing from place to place without the opportunity to rise a significant or bring up a significant amount of talent that we all know is out there.
0: Yeah, you hit the nail on the head, especially when it comes to retention, right? So a lot of these focuses have been on recruitment, which is great. But I've seen the recruitment be mostly like college level, which is awesome, but needs to be expanded a bit. But that retention piece. So one of the things that I saw is that black women, you know, this is a personal experience, but you know, the nice to have the stats to support, I'm a data person, but black women are less likely to be advocated by their managers, right? This came out in a women in workplace study done by McKinsey. So Chelsea, can you talk about like, what do you feel is contributing to the fact that when black women are working in the workplace, they're checking off the boxes per se, but they're not getting promoted or advocated up for those next roles in those leadership positions?
1: Yeah, I mean, I would say, and I actually have an experience with this as well early in my career. Um, To some degree, there's a different set of standards for us. Uh, I had a manager say to me once, um, I think when they had promoted to other people, and I didn't expect to get promoted because I had started after them, Um, you know, but then they had, you know, they gave a rationale and they said, you know, oh, they're just, you know, more experienced or whatever it is that they listed. And I said, oh, okay," because then, of course, you know, I zero in. So I'm like, well, in what way? Because I do those things. Um, And the comment that they said is, oh, well, we expect more out of you. And I was just like, I think I think women tend to hear that. But I feel like black women especially. Um, And at the time, you know, I think for me, I was so young. I was just so happy to just have a job. you know, at the time I didn't really process it. It wasn't until like eight years later in my career, I'm like, what in the world? A diff- That's like the def- definition, I believe, of discrimination. <laughs> um, and I-, I think a part of that is this expectation that, you know, we're super women or wonder Woman, we're going to do all these extra things um, or, or that, you know, that comes standard issue in our package, if you will. Um, I think it's also, um, I think it's, it's, mentors or managers not spending the time cultivating us either um you know not taking a special focus on us for and for whatever reason it it could be bias it could be any number of things but um to your point your larger point of retention which is like a company thing but it also comes down to that manager level uh is is taking the time to actually invest in the person i mean i'll say you know candy you and i worked together those were some of the greatest years of my, my work life outside of the, the drama outside of us. It was just, it was like, I had a place where I could come and I felt like, you know, somebody understood me. I was seen. I, you did a really great job across the whole team of really actually like cultivating us, understanding our strengths, seeing how we fit together as a puzzle. And for me, that was the first time that I really felt like somebody actually took an eye and said, Hey, what's going on with you? What's your plan? What's your, this, um, and I haven't gotten that from a, another manager. And and when I think about it, actually, I think you're actually the only manager that I had that was a, um, a, a black person in general, but also a black yeah. woman. Wow. 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 That's
0: crazy.
2: That's the uh. key. Women, women in leadership. When we lean into that, we lead differently. Mm. We lead so differently. I, I when I was first, getting into like really leading teams. I had, I had somebody reach out mm, to another company that I worked for and the feedback from senior leadership was, well, she's too friendly with, she's a little too friendly with her direct reports. And uh, you know, these are these like moments in my career where I'm like, there's nothing wrong with that. That is a good thing. And it is, and it has continued to serve me well in my career to the point that I tell people, I develop relationships with my team members. I I make sure that I see them as a person because that is what they are. They they are a human being that does a job on your team, but they are first and foremost, a human being. Mm -hmm. And women, we lean into that, that nurturing nature that we have, it's important. And it's a part of the retention model, but mostly men are in leadership. So they're not looking at us as women they're not looking at the people on the team the same way but men advocate for themselves more than women statistically i don't know the actual number sorry candy that's okay then, men we advocate know it to be true right and then and there's, there's plenty of stats on that men advocate for themselves they toot their own horns more than women and and you know we've talked about how language and how we excuse ourselves in conversations and apologize profusely, all those things. Um, and so I think that has a lot to do with it. Like the, the men are talking to other men. So they're now speaking the same language regardless, which helps them to be seen more versus where a woman is gonna nurture and, 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 and is going to uplift and grow and groom somebody into, into roles I think men aren't doing that. But then when you have other men in the company, they're, you know, you've got an IC and a leader, they're speaking the same language. And they're like, oh yeah, I get you. You get me, we get each other. Oh yeah, that makes sense. I see it, let's go. Mm -hmm. And it's that the same with women.
3: Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. It's that I'm going to do my job and people are going to notice that I'm doing it. So I don't have to toot my own horn. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've fallen prey to that. I've preached to people that I've, mentored, you need to talk about all of the things that you're doing, because nobody's going to be your microphone except for you. You have to talk about it. And, you know, I, I've fallen prey to that. I will say I had to rip a page out of my own book. And I've had to say, Shelly, this is what you need to do. But I, I also think that there is a big difference between mentorship and sponsorship. And one of the things that I think we as women see happening to us more often than not is that we're like, okay, I'm in this company, I'm working, I have a mentor, this is great, this is, you know, they're, they're teaching me all of the things, the rules of the road, but what we fail to realize, and that mentor generally fails to realize that when you're in the room and that person that you're mentoring is not in the room, it is your job to sponsor them. It is your job to say, when somebody says I have a position open, this is the person that you need to put in that position, and this is why, X, Y, and Z. And Erica, you said it, men are doing that to each other. They're saying, oh, I know so-and-so, he blah, 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 right? And not to say it's not happening to women, but it's not happening at the same rate that it happens to men. And we need to fix that, oh, well, I mentor this woman, but I also need to understand what it means to sponsor that person when they're not in the room so that the opportunity is given. And that, that's a gap, mm-hmm. a big gap, not only just for women as a whole, but particularly for black women. And it goes back a little bit to that affinity bias. You have to understand what that bias is and what it actually means to be a sponsor.
2: We have, have to, to, to sponsor. Fight but we have to, we have, we just, we have to fight harder. i mean i i I literally had to point out at an organization that i was at that that two white men had been promoted who joined the organization after me in lower positions had now been promoted twice and were about well had been promoted once and were were about to be promoted again into the same level as i was and i hadn't received a promotion Mm
3: -hmm. but yet
2: I could look across all of my performance reviews, your stellar, like every single one mm-hmm. you, you are operating at an executive level, but I had to fight an entire year. I had to fight for a promotion where oh, everybody oh, else just kind of here, here's the, nice. here's the red carpet, only black woman in leadership, mm-hmm. you know, it just,
3: and you know what's interesting when you're fighting? Because I've been there too. When you're fighting, or when they're telling you why mm. that it's a no. <laughs> Look at and all the faces. the faces. Y'all can't see the faces,
0: but the faces.
3: <laughs> like, wait, excuse me? Because I've seen the advancement of other people, and you're telling me these are the no's? Even though I have all of these yeah I, I check
2: all the boxes. It's oh, but hard. mentor the person, mentor the people. We we we've asked you to mentor the people that we're continuing to promote. The the, the people, the men that we're now promoting into the same level as you. We've asked you to be a mentor to.
3: Um, excuse me, what? Uh huh. You what? What? Come again? I commend you guys
0: for fighting. I just leave. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I'm not saying that's the right answer. It's not. I just leave. I'm like, I'm like, so you don't see all this wonderful talent and all these things that I've did for you. I am not going to fight this battle for you. Bye. And so, it's not a good thing I'm saying, but that's what I've done. And so, I, I, I do need <laughs> Candy to. Andy left me down high head. and dry. <laughs> I'd be like, bye. Like what? Oh, uh,
2: all right. I, I don't know but why you're, doing, hard. You don't
0: appreciate, you're abusing me. You're doing this. I don't want to be here. I don't want to be somewhere. Someone doesn't appreciate me and see my talent. I don't want to be somewhere where I have to fight for somebody to see my value, but I see the other side, the flip side that you guys are talking about. Cause at some point you do have to fight, right? You do have to fight. So then you can one get what you deserve, but also you for you to be in a position to help someone else net, and so that's yeah. important. I just unfortunately was just like I'm over it. I'm out. You know, I give it some time. You know, it's just like relationships. So like, I can't
2: discredit it, that. You know? yeah. I can discredit that at all. Yeah. <laughs> you, you recognize <laughs> your value. You're like no yeah, versus me. Exactly. Like I, I think some of me staying is me grappling with well is there validity to what you're saying is there you know and me going back and forth is trying to Mm -hmm. validate but push against it's like well okay you're saying i don't have this but wait i do see right so but you're like Mm -hmm. uh do you not see all this gloriousness here yeah she's like like, with the crown with the rat that's like i'm like to the left to the left right like they do
1: Deuces. Um, So speaking about, go ahead, Chelsea. No, I was going to say on sponsorship, I will say it is absolutely huge because I will say that I don't even think people noticed that I existed until there were two different people and mostly one, but, and they were both clients and they were both women of color. And they just kept saying my name, took a liking to me. It was, oh, well, how's Chelsea? And they kept asking about me. Um, to the point where then management started actually looking at me and paying attention to what I was doing and things like that. And it was just such a huge thing. And I mean, especially from a client, it's like, oh, my gosh. And I want to say it made all the difference in the trajectory of my career and and where I ended up going. Um, I, I think to your point, it's not even just necessarily within your company. If you have interactions, when you brush against another company for whatever it is, if you just happen to be working with a law firm, if you got an auditor, if there's an opportunity to support somebody, um, you know, especially women of color, people of color, absolutely say something. If they did amazing work, vocalize that, send that email because those are the things that can make a huge difference in that person's career, even though they were fully capable and stellar and amazing before you came across them.
3: Amen. So
0: speaking of some things that um, can be used against you in your advancement, um, let's talk about some stereotypes, uh, specifically the angry black woman one. So one of the most challenging stereotypes that we have to combat with, um, one of the things that I also read, and I'm quoting this from the State of Black Women in Corporate America, says, Black women are no likely to express anger than any other group of Americans, but despite this reality, they are often on the receiving end of racist comments that they are angry. And Black women who have been perceived angry tend to receive lower performance evaluations and lower recommended raises can you share any experience that you have experienced yourself or seen where this stereotype of angry black women has come into play in the workplace erica go ahead you're shaking your head yes
2: shaking our head? Weren't we all shaking our head? <laughs> your, your head shake was a little bit more fierce. It was oh. like, yes. <laughs> I did an external three, and I'm going to always tell this story. I did an external 360 feedback review, not company-based. It was with an executive leadership program um, that I was in. And, and I, I sent that out. One of the feedback, one of the pieces of feedback came back And even the uh, coach who was walking me through the feedback, she she said, I need you to brace yourself for this particular feedback. I'm offended by it, but I want you to hear it and see it. (laughs) And we can talk through it. Hmm. It said, and I quote, Erica is an excellent leader, but she should be mindful and uh what did what did it say? Mindful of the room and modulate her tone accordingly, because some people may think that certain genders should be more docile and quiet. Oh
3: no. Mm-hmm.
0: She said modulate. I'm I'm just offended with the modulate word
2: Right?
0: She so tried to times, use how many. Does does you you writing. Writing.
3: How many certain times did you genders? <laughs> huh?
0: Uh-uh. She this tried was- to use the triple word score and insult you at the same time. Oh
2: no, it was a man and I know exactly who it was. Now, I'm not supposed to know, and technically I don't know, but the the phrasing and the 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 language overall and the sentiment aligned with somebody in the organization that I that had previously stated he had some concerns with my communication style. Mm-hmm. At one point, pointing to a saying that my uh, a request for information, which simply said, hey, can everybody give their approval or their sign off on this because we need to move forward, pointed to that Slack message as being aggressive. <laughs> like to the point that we had to have mediation with our boss. Uh-huh. So I, I know that it was, I'm, I'm, I'm fairly confident. I would be very surprised if it wasn't him, but just, it, it, yeah. And, and also because other other women in the organization, I had had encounters, not encounters, I had coached at least three women in the organization because they had had encounters with him and being over-talked and dismissed. And, but he was, but he presents as this very personable, caring, I'm for the people, all people. I, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I've had many, I've that's just the latest. That's probably, yeah, there's plenty of them in my career.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm sure we here's, all have. <laughs> here's my thing is, I don't know. And it's almost like kind of the, that, that, you know, the idea or not the idea. It's, it's perfectly right. But. Um, you know, when you talk about like women and how they dress and assault and, oh, well, she shouldn't have worn that. It's like, no, he, we need to teach the, the men to interact differently. I think in this scenario as well, it applies where it's, you know, you're coaching people how to navigate around this person. Why is that person still here? If, this is, if these are the kinds of views that they hold or if, and this is, if these are the kinds of things that they're saying to multiple people. I mean, if they were saying, oh, you have a nice butt, you would have let this person go because they would be a liability. It's not any different. It's just, it's just so frustrating to see those sorts of personalities and people continue to progress in their career because that's validating how they navigate. Each time you promote them, you keep them around, you give them a raise. It's validating the way they navigate that is making other people around them a lot more uncomfortable. And it's hurting
3: your retention. Yeah, it, it, absolutely. It's, it, it's one of those things, and this has happened in my career, where you have to, at a certain point, figure out, what it means to allow that to continue to happen or to stop it and how do you stop that person from continuing to undermine you um offend you and make it as though that you have to fit into their world and how they have continued to treat people which is in an inappropriate way and You know, the hard decision I think for us particularly as black women is one, do I feel comfortable doing that? Two, is my job going to be in jeopardy if I do challenge that, right? Because I think that we think about that and all of us would have to, and I have had to think about that. And then three, what what do I do if it doesn't go the way that I think that it should go? What if my company doesn't support that? What type of environment am I now in, right? And those questions to me are so hard to have Mm -hmm. to think about on top of the issue that you're already dealing with, which is somebody that should not be addressing you or be in your space in the way that they are behaving. And it's hard. It's really hard. And I will tell you that one of the hardest things that I've ever had to do in my career was figure out whether or not I would speak up. Mm -hmm. whether or not it, you know, I felt okay doing it. And I would have to weigh the consequences, like I said. And I'm glad now sitting here that at that point in my career, I did. Because Mm -hmm. it took me down a long road of like Erica, mediation and all of these things that were extremely uncomfortable. When I think about it now, I should not have been uncomfortable. I was uncomfortable because i was scared that i would lose my job that's why i was uncomfortable and mm-hmm. that's that should have been the least of my work he should have been uncomfortable because he was behaving in a manner that he shouldn't have been behaving
2: in mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it, yeah, too you know, much tolerance there's too much tolerance that should things yes I, yeah i have yeah. my my cto he said i do i have no tolerance for bad actors and mm-hmm. that's when i knew when i when we were courting that's when I knew I was like, oh, really? And he continued to show show up in that, like in that way when I was inquiring about certain things. I don't tolerate bad actors, and here's how I respond. And you know, just this instead of us being worried that we're going to be lose that we're going to lose our job, the company or or it's it's the company is resp- We should not have to worry that we're losing our job but because the company is so worried that they are going to lose an employee with a certain amount of domain knowledge and information, they're responding in a way that doesn't protect us. So again, companies are in this position of fear, Mm
3: -hmm.
2: right? And so it goes back to that, that they're in this position of fear when it comes to DE&I in so many different spaces Mm -hmm. that they, they do not, they cannot, will not protect us. And you know, as I've become more confident in who I am as a leader and what value I bring, I'm able to speak up more. And so like when during that mediation, I was like, listen, I cannot I explicitly said I will not and I cannot continue to to navigate your feelings and your how you are intimidated by me. I'm not doing anything to, to offend you. Like, I'm not doing anything. I am not, like I said, I am not concerned with you. <laughs> so oh, I cannot continue to navigate around these feelings that you have because they are your feelings. Yeah, And it's, it's frustrating, but there's, Women are not in their point. There are a lot of women that are not in the appointment career, don't have the confidence. Hell, yeah. walking away from that, I, st- I was like, maybe I shouldn't have said those things. But listen, <laughs> <laughs> you know, those nagging nets came to me and were like, was that the best choice? And it's like, well, I'm tired. <laughs> but if you didn't say it, who, who, who was going to say it? Like I shouldn't have to keep and and yeah. making sure that my boss who's meeting the conversation knows I'm not going to continue to do this. So you're telling me how amazing I am and you want me to mentor this person. So which one do you want to support? I'm not going to keep doing this. Mm-hmm. That's not my job. Right. <laughs> like
3: My favorite quote from somebody that found me Aggressive and intimidating, me aggressive and intimidating was when I was coaching them. I don't need to learn or listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> it's so comical. <laughs> and I, I mean, I could have been that the owl that Erica talked about. I was like, who am, who, 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 who? am I? Are you talking to me? Me? The last I checked, if we're going to play into organizational hierarchy, this is a situation where Simon says at the basic level, and not only will I say that to be really persnickety, but I have to because of what you just said to me.
2: Oh my goodness,
3: yeah. Because my role, typically, is always we work together. You don't yeah, work okay. for me. We 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 are embarking on this journey together. You just made it not about that, mm. and and that's not okay. It's not okay. That is crazy.
2: I'm just like, ugh, ugh, who, ugh. Do you tell? I, who who do you tell that you know is going to acknowledge s- it or not dismiss it? Like. Well, it's not like they just it's not a big deal. It, it that's that's what always yeah.
0: happens. Oh well. Um um no, well, they probably didn't mean it that way. It's or they okay. Keep doing it, and and you're like mm, it. no, that happened. So like speaking to that, I found this interesting. So 80% of white women and men feel like they're allies of people of color but only 26% of black women feel supported by the the, the same people who feel like they're white allies. So something's wrong here, right? So let's help them out a little bit. What do we suggest for folks who want to actually be allies? What's the best way to show up for black women in the workplace? Because apparently they feel like, oh, I like, they're probably like, I have a black friend and I like black people. But they're not really showing up and being allies when it, it really counts. So, Chelsea, you can um, take this
1: one to start us off with. Okay. Well, I would say, um, and I think you kind of mentioned a little earlier in the, the conversation, but if you see something happening, if you see a microaggression happening and you can tell, like it's not, you may not, you may not be able to understand like from what was said, I feel like you usually can't, but you can see someone's face when they're interacting with someone and the, the reactions aren't the same on both sides. Actually jump in, actually be an advocate for that person. I think there's been a couple of trainings on it over the last year of how you actually support someone, what it looks like if you see something happening, actually vocalize yourself because that's the number one way to help someone not feel alone, but also show up as an ally. Because now I also have someone that I know I can go talk to about what just happened that recognizes what happened or recognizes that it was a problem. Um, Because I think to your point, like, even as you said, you know, who do I go tell when something like this happens is you also sometimes, because sometimes we're the only, or there's not as many of us, you don't have someone to even go talk to about those things. So I would say interject. I would also say, And this isn't even necessarily hyper focused on on race. I think taking a step back and um, understanding that everyone has a different background and different cultures, you know, like there are certain shows like, you know, there are people that don't even know what Martin is I'm like, what? (laughs) You know, so I've never, to this day, I have never watched Friends, any of those quotes, anything, any of those things I, I haven't really watched but understanding that, you know, everyone has a different background um, and may not have the same experiences as you. So Mm. instead of replying when someone says they just for the first time did this or just that and making them feel like, oh man, you've been sitting on the outside of this, um, bubble this entire time. You don't know what this is. You haven't heard of this. Those sorts of things make us feel like we're other. Um, but by not having that shock, not having like, just understanding that everyone's different, or wanting to genuinely hear about this person's experience, those are other ways that we could feel supported and feel included and feel like, okay, we're just one of many different crayons in a box.
0: I love that. And they knew, then they now have some brown crayons with all the brown shades. So check mm-hmm. those out mm-hmm. by the way. Erica, what do you suggest? What do you feel like allies can do to, to be good allies to people of color and specifically also just black women?
2: Yeah, Ch- Chelsea had some great ones. You know, the, the speaking up, I think is the big one is, yeah. you know, Shaw mentioned advocating or sponsorship when we're not in the room, uh, you know, speaking, I don't want to say for us, but speaking about us um, when when we're not in the room, giving giving us our, our credit where, where credit is due uh, and taking note, like if I was the only one in the room speaking up, don't commend me for it change and be the, like i've gotten that a lot you know where i was the one in the room and in, you know private slack messages that's awesome thank you for speaking up well i'm, I'm advocating for myself of course i'm speaking up but are you yeah you No. Know, mm-hmm. um i, th- I think an- another big one is is to not take offense when when you are educated when somebody attempts to educate you, acknowledging that they might be coming from a place of frustration um, and uh, a place of deep uh, 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 tiredness. There's another way to say that is not the el- most eloquent way, but just so tired and done, just exhausted from having to do this over and over again. And you and your one microaggression, passive aggressive, um, just not very thoughtful or tactful comment and they want to address it and you don't like the way that they address it. Mm. Do not get offended. Focus first on listening and understanding where the hell it's coming from Mm -hmm. and acknowledging that this person is hurt. And you've put you have a wounded animal in a corner. I hate to say it like that, but like, you know, and, and so you've got somebody who's you've got a cat in a corner is coming out with the claws. Acknowledge that and and attempt to do your best to move past your initial flesh emotion and understand the root cause and then address the actual concern that, that has been has been raised. Provide more grace and patience because we have provided a hell of a lot. We've extended a significant amount of grace and patience in our careers, give it back to us. Ooh. Oh my God. That's like a mic drop. All right. (laughs) So
0: kind of building on that and wrapping up this conversation, it's been amazing. There's been a lot of labels put on us and like we talked about stereotypes and how people view us and bias and microaggressions. If you can talk to corporate America, the workplace what would you want them to know about black women and we've kind of already talked about our crowns and things like that so like shall you what would you want them to really know about black women if you could just describe it out and, and eliminate all the labels put on us
3: I would say in one word powerful mm. and the reason I would just say that one word is because Black women for so long have done so much for everyone and not to necessarily take it there. I say that to say the nurture, the thoughtfulness, the caring that has to go into being all of the things that have Kind of carried society on their backs for so long has made black women powerful by default mm-hmm. and you know not only are black women powerful in just being in the presence when they walk in their room but they're smart they're creative they're all the things that contribute to making a workforce Better. And without that inclusion, there's no possible way that you can say, I have the best workforce because mm-hmm. it's not inclusive of everybody. Um, and I think that corporate America really needs to embrace that, not at a level of, well, we have one black woman sitting in the room, but that we should have multiple.
0: Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. What about you, Chelsea? What do you wish they knew about Black women?
1: Um, Hmm, That's hard. You you took the one I was going to say, Shalia. So (laughs) I'm going to have to find something different. Um, I would say I wish that they knew. I want to say... I want to say magical, but steeped in that is resourceful. Mm, Um, you know, we, we can make anything out of nothing. Um, you know, there are just so many different ways that I think that we have learned as people, and especially like when you add our, um, gender and our race together that we've learned to, to keep moving along. And we, because we haven't had, you know, all the different, um, all the different I think privileges and legs up that you know other other groups have had. We've had to figure out how to keep moving forward, and how to persevere, and um, that's a huge part of what's stitched into who we are. It's almost like that map that we get as soon as we land, you know, land on Earth, and it's like, well, here's your marching orders, here's what you're expected <laughs> to do, and <laughs> and we just fall straight into that into that you know template, fall in line, and um, you know that's of course tiring after time, but. It, it's made us driven. It's made us ambitious. It's made us go getters. It's, I mean, you couldn't ask for like we're like a I don't know is there is V8 in an engine? We're like a V8 or Hemi. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Know, that's that's what we are, and there's benefit to having us as part of your workforce. Just you know, as Shelly said, you need you don't need just one. You need multiple. I mean, it's a solid deal. <laughs> there, there, <laughs> there, 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 there is not. <laughs> There will not be a vehicle that is outfitted as nicely as a Black woman. Um, and you could pay the same, here's the beautiful thing, you could pay the same rate you would have paid a man to do the same job, and you're going to get something so much better, which is actually why you should give us more money. But that's what I wish that they knew and understood about us. We are yes. so undervalued, and we are seedlings just waiting to, to thrive.
0: Ah, uh, uh, that was so good, Chelsea. Erica. <laughs> um. What do you wish they knew about
2: Black women? It's harder than we make it look. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think about, and I I equate that to how we are perceived as as Black people, physically, right? Where you've got the Tuskegee experiment experiment and. Um, the so-called father of medicine, who did the experiments on um, uh, on enslaved Black women because he didn't believe that they felt pain or their pain threshold was higher. Um, I think I saw something on LinkedIn recently where a nurse, a Black nurse who was who was in school for nursing, excuse me, was doing um, what is the work where they do? What's the word for it when they're doing? They're taking blood, doing all that that. Um, yes, yes. And uh, she had gone through her training and, and her instructor was a white woman and said, you know, you're doing an amazing job and your skin is beautiful. Just remember that black, that, that black people's skin is thicker, you have to press harder. So this, uh huh. Well, yep. mm, that's the okay. thing. Now, did that really happen? Now, not everything on the internet is to be believed, but I do believe that. Oh. So. My my point to say is that even physically, we are perceived as, as being stronger, right? Like, or, or having more resilience. Um, and so Chelsea, you said earlier, right? That I think, I think you were talking about um, how you had to, how your counterparts were, you were doing the same thing. And they were like, well, that's what I expect of you. So... Mm-hmm it's harder than we make it look. We're having to work twice as hard, 10 times sometimes as hard for the same, to get to the same goal when we should be valued even more because we are working harder to begin with. Mm-hmm. And we're pushing against norms and and social constructs that are are there to keep us down and to tear us down and yet and still we are rising it is in spite of, of in spite of yeah. it is harder than it looks and we still still crowning it up
0: crowning it up magical still resourceful powerful,
2: resourceful magical
0: powerful my my word is adaptable Because we have had to deal with so much shifts and changes and having to adapt in different environments. And yes, some of that was co-switching, but some of that was survival. You know, like, like you said, you just was like, I'm trying to survive. I'm trying to like do well in this situation. So that adaptability, when you think about it from a company perspective, you want people like that that can, as things shift and change, they can be flexible and nimble and be able to adapt and still rise to the occasion. I mean, like these are words for everybody's resume. (laughs) And so our ability just to be able to do that. And like you said, Erica, make it look easy because it's not but it almost has become second nature to us because we have to deal with so much change and being in different environments and being the onlys in the room that we've had to adapt and still learn how to win in spite of the things that are we're up against so i love it sisters thank you for this conversation this was amazing thank you erica shalia and chelsea for joining us tonight for this conversation. This was beautiful. And so deepest of gratitude to all of you guys for chatting with me tonight. And I'm really just hoping and praying that whoever listens to this is inspired by each and every one of you and your stories. And I mean, we talked about a lot.
2: Yeah, we did. All beautiful, all beautiful. This is a great We
0: unpacked a lot. Um, So yes, again, thank you. And listeners, thank you for joining us for this conversation. And yeah, be sure to hit us up on our Instagram for any questions and follow-ups to it. Be happy to continue this conversation with you. And as always, guys, pack light. Thank you for joining us on Miss Pack Light in Color. Make sure you subscribe and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Miss Pack Light in Color. Pack Light.